Good morning. I'm the Reverend Jacqueline Sheldon from St. Paul's Episcopal Church at Route 20 Valley Street in Willimantic. And I want to wish you a very blessed and beautiful Mother's Day. I have a prayer I want to share with you to begin our time together uh, by Maya Angelou. I did a little bit of a tweak to it so we could imagine ourselves thinking of all of the love of God as mother love on this day. What what would what would the aspect of God as mother love be like when we think about our mothers, when we think about um, all the aspects of what it means to be a mother, to carry a baby and to give birth to a baby and to nurture a baby and keep a baby safe. And then to think about that as God creating us and nurturing us and caring for us, to think of that image that we get to beautifully represent in, in the female body in our world. And then in the way we love each other, we get to represent it as well. What does what can we see in that idea of mother's love in the light of Christ? So here's the prayer from Maya Angelou. Mother God, thank you for your presence during the hard and mean days, for then we have you to lean upon. Thank you for your presence during the bright and sunny days, for then we can share that which we have with those who have less. And thank you for your presence during the holy days, for then we are able to celebrate you and our family and our friends. For those who have no voice, we ask you to speak. For those who feel unworthy, we ask you to pour your mother love out in waterfalls of tenderness. For those who live in pain, we ask you to bathe them in the river of your healing love. And for those who are lonely, we ask you to keep them company. For those who are depressed, we ask you to shower upon them the light of hope. Dear Creator, you, borderless sea of substance, the pure and perfect image of mother love, we ask you to give to all the world that which we need most, peace. Amen. Let's just take a moment in stillness to gather ourselves into that presence of mothering love of God on this Mother's Day. Maybe think about the mothers, grandmothers, aunts, uncles, women we know that represent that love. And then think about everyone who loves tenderly and carefully and protects and does all those things that are by nature what a mother does just by virtue of being mother, whether a cat, a dog, a woman, whatever. We see this kind of nature in the protectiveness and the caring and the nurture of the of that role of birthing and caring for newborns. So we see that nature, and that's the nature we're talking about today. Um, and then, of course, it expands to all the beautiful ways that that love gets expressed in the world through all of us, men and women alike. So let's just think about that for a minute. It's a unique way to really expand the image of mother love on this special day where we honor 
mother's love. Our reading this morning comes from John's Gospel, uh, the 14th chapter, verses 15 through 21. Jesus says, if you love me, obey the commands I have given you. I will ask the Father to send you another helper, the Spirit of Truth, who will remain constantly with you. The world does not recognize the Spirit of Truth because it does not know the Spirit and is unable to receive it. But you do know the Spirit because the Spirit lives with you and the Spirit will dwell in you. I will never abandon you like orphans. I will return and be with you. In a little while, the world will not see me anymore, but I will not vanish completely from your sight. Because I live, you will also live. At that time, you will know that I am in the Father. You are in me, and I am in you. The one who loves me will do the things I have commanded. My Father loves everyone who loves me, and I will love you and reveal my heart will, and nature to you. The Gospel of the Lord. What a beautiful, powerful writing that is from John. But before we go to look at that a little bit, I want to start with thinking about Mother's Day in a little bit of a different way today. And I want to talk to you to begin with about the origins of Mother's Day. So the origins of Mother's Day, as celebrated in the United States, dates back to the 19th century. In the years before the Civil War, there was a woman by the name of Anna Reeves Jarvis of West Virginia who helped start Mother's Day work clubs in order to teach local women how to properly care for their children. These clubs later became a unifying force in the region of the country still divided from the Civil War. And in 1868, uh, Anne Jarvis organized Mother's Friendship Day at which mothers gathered with former Union and Confederate soldiers to promote reconciliation. The official Mother's Day holiday arose in the 1900s as a result of the efforts of Anne Reeves Jarvis's daughter, Anna Jarvis. Following her mother's death in 1905, Anna, Anna Jarvis conceived of Mother's Day as a way of honoring the sacrifices mothers make for their children. Anna Jarvis had originally conceived of the day as a personal celebration between mothers and their families. Her version of the day involved wearing a white carnation as a badge and visiting one's mother or attending church services. But once Mother's Day became a national holiday, it was not long before florists and card companies and other merchants capitalized on its popularity. While Jarvis had initially worked with the floral industry to help raise Mother Day's profile, by 1920, after it had been uh, officially named a national holiday, she had become disgusted with the holiday and the way it had been commercialized. She actually outwardly denounced the transformation and urged people to stop buying Mother's Day flowers, cards, and candies. Jarvis eventually resorted to an open campaign against Mother Day's profiteers, speaking out against confectioners, florists, and even charities. She also launched countless lawsuits against groups that had used the name Mother's Day, eventually spending most of her personal wealth in legal fees just to stop the madness. 
By the time of her death in 1948, Jarvis had disowned the holiday altogether and even actually lobbied the government to see it removed from the American calendar. Does that shock you? Let's think about the root of energy that actually influenced Anna and Jarvis's and Jarvis's daughter Anna to work so hard to establish Mother's Day in the first place. Anna was with her mother when her mother started the Mother's Day work clubs to help mothers take good care of their children. She was with her mother when she organized Mother's Friendship Day to bring Confederate and Union soldiers together after the Civil War to promote reconciliation. When you think about what the energy was behind all of that, isn't that really, aren't those truly powerful signs of God's divine love in action? It's just, to me, it's beautiful. And I can see why Anna wanted so much to uh, start Mother's Day in honor of her mother, to raise up that intention of loving and caring for future generations and loving and caring and bringing about peace in the world through the power of love from women in particular, from women in particular. And Anna's heart, her desire was to establish a national day to honor the strength, courage, and sacrifice of women through their expression of sacrificial love for others. As she witnessed it in her mother and many other women, for sure. It was a specific intention to honor the power of tender, loving care in the world. Really, is it any wonder that Anna came to hate the commercialization of Mother's Day? I don't think so. Now, when we think about Mother's Day, there's a lot of things that get kind of folded in. We we start thinking about all kinds of mothers in different plates and all kinds of different situations with mothers, which is really, really beautiful and good. And we need to see that if we can step back and see that it's another aspect of Mother's Day, it's to be able to see divine love and action as it's expressed through mothering, to see that specific action. Now, of course, in Father's Day, we look at something different, but right now, in this day, it's so beautiful that we get to think about this idea of the mothering love of God. And in our gospel lesson today, we hear Jesus, the one who shows the most tender, loving care possible, the most sacrificial love possible, the most amazing, loving presence, his deepest desire that God's children would never be abandoned and would always know the loving and comforting and guiding presence of God. In the word, in the in the when we hear Jesus say he's going to send a helper, that Greek word in its broadest sense means to be a helper, an aider, an assistant, a guide, a comforter. Though all those words are enveloped in that one tiny little Greek word. So the Holy Spirit, which is the word that we use, the advocate, the Holy Spirit, the paraclete, is destined to take the place of Christ in his promise to the apostles after his ascension to the Father and to lead them and in order now to lead us in the same presence and the same spirit within us to a deeper knowledge of the gospel truths and to give to them at that moment and to us to this very day, the divine strength needed to enable them and us now to undergo trials and persecutions on behalf of the divine kingdom of love. 
to have the strength to sacrifice for the sake of love to bring beauty and grace and mercy and comfort and truth into the world. So on Mother's Day, we can see that this gift is the gift of divine love. So as we celebrate Mother's Day today, in all the various ways we do, let's hold on to this image of this mothering love of God that we have in the spirit that dwells within us. And as you listen to our song today, Divine Love, I invite you to call for divine love to come down and be in you and know that the greatest, one of the most beautiful, greatest aspects of that love is its nurturing, caring, protecting, guiding expression, which is, in fact, the beauty of mother love. Amen.
which the soul will long shall far outpass the power of human telling. For none can guess its grace.